And turning to the weather, meteorologists say as many as three storms could form in the North Pacific on Saturday as depressions in the area pick up strength. Already, one tropical depression in the South China Sea strengthened into a storm on Friday afternoon. The other two are expected to upgrade to storms on Saturday. None of them are expected to hit Taiwan directly, but their peripheries will bring showers to the north coast, the east coast, and the Hunchen Peninsula from Sunday to Monday. Let's hear from the Central Weather Bureau. There will be a chance of rain all over Taiwan. Taoyuan and the areas north of Taoyuan may see scattered heavy rains or extremely heavy rains. In the northeast and the north coast, there may be extremely heavy rains or even heavier downpours. The path of the tropical depressions or tropical storms won't impact Taiwan directly. But the weather will be heavily influenced by the interaction between the northeasterly winds and the storm's peripheries. Heavy showers are expected in the north, with strong winds along the west coast. The CWB says gusts may reach gale force and swells will approach the coast. Temperatures could see a sharp drop next Monday due to the influence of northwesterly winds, with lows in the north expected to fall under 20 degrees Celsius. Forecasters say temperatures won't climb back up until Wednesday. Wholesale markets are a big part of agricultural economies, but they're not usually tourist destinations. Except in Tainan, where a newly renovated fruit and veg market has been dubbed the most beautiful in Taiwan. Xinhua Market is more than 50 years old and is a big part of the southern Taiwan economy. Now it's also a destination on tourist bucket list. Let's find out why. This bright space and clean floor is full of numbered zones. On first glance, it looks like an industrial market, but it's actually Tainan's Xinhua Fruit and Vegetable Market. After an almost four-year renovation project, the space is brand new. The traditional fruit and vegetable market has vanished to make way for this gleaming new venue. It incorporates the local landscape. The biggest highlight might be this green roof viewing platform, shaped like a wave. It is designed to dissipate heat and it looks stunning. Many visitors climb up to see the views of farmland from the rooftop. The impression it leaves is of the most beautiful fruit and veg market in the country. Our vendors at wholesale markets are also starting to make changes, starting to do some little packaging and marketing for the tourists. Xinhua Fruit and Vegetable Market is a highly representative part of the market culture in southern Taiwan. It was established more than 50 years ago. Now, after its big revamp, it has become part of the local tourism circuit. The market plans to bring in more modern auction facilities and construct a freezer section to become a comprehensive wholesale market and attract more customers. Sleep apnea is one of the most common sleep disorders of our time. The condition means your breathing starts and stops while you're asleep. New figures from the U.S. suggest that about 20% of adults have it, but only a fraction of those people are diagnosed. Now a Taiwanese doctor is recommending a simple and easy treatment for the condition that he hopes will help patients get a good night's sleep. A man puts on a continuous positive airway pressure machine with a mask over his face. 
A CPAP machine is the first recommended treatment for most patients with sleep apnea. But it's a strange machine and the setup can make it hard to drift off to sleep. If you turn over or something because of the tubes in the head mask, they get in your way. When I went traveling, sometimes I had to take lots of different bits and bags and if I left one of them behind by accident, I might not be able to use the machine. Former head of Taipei Medical University's College of Oral Medicine Wang Dayuan says that patients who can't relax with CPAP machines could go for dental devices instead. An oral sleep corrector like this one repositions your jaw lower down and pushes it forward, leaving more space for breath to flow easily. We have calculated with big data that the respiratory tract will open. The main thing is the breathing plate brings the chin forward and down, opening up more space for the tongue to come forward. As soon as the tongue comes forward, the soft tissue in the respiratory tract behind the tongue will also open up. Statistics from the U.S. suggest that about 20% of adults have sleep apnea. But in Taiwan, only 120,000 people have got a diagnosis or treatment for the condition. Doctors say that if you're suffering from sleep apnea, talk to your doctor. In the long run, chronic sleep apnea can become serious and even result in death. A 32-year-old barista from Shinju has won the top spot at the 2022 World Brewers' Cup in Melbourne. The competition tests contestants' abilities to brew filtered coffee by hand while promoting excellent service. Sherry Shi was up against 31 top coffee brewers from around the world and was tested in two rounds, one with coffee beans provided by the organizers and one with beans of her choosing. In the end, she emerged victorious with high scores from the panel of judges. I use lime roasting profile to mix the aroma and flavor more sophisticated and brings out fruity sweetness. Pouring water into a coffee filter, Sherry Xu explains the process of making great coffee. This 32-year-old barista from Xinzhu is this year's champion at the World Brewers' Cup. I use ground coffee with different grind sizes. I found that a grind size of 1,000 microns and a grind size of 800 microns can result in different coffee flavours. The brew is full of flavour with delicate notes and a distinct aftertaste. To achieve this, Xu uses two different grind sizes with a controlled water temperature to create a layered flavour. Last month, she headed to Melbourne to compete in the World Brewers' Cup. She ended up defeating 31 champion coffee makers from around the world to take home the title. We all love coffee. That's why we are here today. For the open brewing section in the final, Xu had to prepare a coffee with a whole bean of her choosing and give a presentation, which earned her good scores across the board. But she says the hardest part was the compulsory section earlier on in the competition. There was the issue of manipulating the coffee beans, which can be very different from Taiwan. You can try using them in Taiwan and the drink tastes good, but that's not necessarily the case over there. In the compulsory section, competitors were all given the same beans and equipment to brew a cup of coffee. The beverages were then blind tasted by judges. 
Due to her interest in coffee, Xu previously went through professional barista training. She's only been in the coffee brewing business for six years, but she's reaped many awards. Back in 2019, she came fifth in the World Brewers' Cup, and now she's taken the top spot. Ahead of the contest, the whole team helped her with many small details. To us, it showed that she had progressed and grown. I did too. Thanks to her dedication and support from her team, Xu was able to earn her title as a top coffee brewer. Electric cars are becoming increasingly popular in the U.S. Several members of Congress recently paid a visit to Taiwan Expo USA in Washington, D.C., where Taiwan's electric vehicle manufacturers were showing off their wares. The American politicians not only gave thumbs up to Taiwan's strength in this industry, but also said the U.S. would continue to firmly support Taiwan. In the U.S., it's very easy these days to find a charging station on a mobile app if your electric vehicle is out of power. This power is more economical to use than petrol. For a car of this weight, you would need 80 to 100 US dollars for a top-up using petrol. If you are anything like us and you usually charge at home during the super cheap period of 1 a.m. to 5 a.m., it only costs 3 or 5 US dollars, something like that. In the first half of this year alone, electric vehicle sales in the US saw a 62% rise on the same period a year earlier. Now that the use of electric vehicles is getting increasingly common in the U.S., U.S. President Joe Biden has signed an executive order that states the goal that before 2030, half of all car sales will be electric vehicles. Taiwanese manufacturers can smell huge business opportunities. It's not only that Delta Electronics is cooperating with the U.S. largest charging station operator. Honhai's luxury electric sedan is also drawing praise from members of Congress. Oh my goodness. Yeah, this is like sitting in a, in a living room with your home theater or something. It's just oh, an incredible experience. Um, I'm not sure my bank account would like me to buy it. Um, I would like to own it. Uh, it's a different thing. This Cadillac is equipped with a smart car display from Inalux Corporation. Taiwan's electric vehicle manufacturers are showing off the results of years of hard work. This is not only opening up more space for cooperation between Taiwan and the US, it's also strengthening the friendship between the two countries. I love Taiwan. I love its people, its culture, its food, and its democracy. And let me just be really clear where I stand um, with regard to the encroachment of China uh, into Taiwan and what's going on. Um, we stand firmly behind. What kind of industries do we want to return to the U.S.? It should be all of them. However, my understanding is that in the area of electric vehicles, we found that it seems like there are so many aspects that Taiwan can learn on the spot here. The Ministry of Economic Affairs and TITRA are leading the charge of Taiwanese electric vehicle manufacturers fighting for their place in the huge U.S. market. Taipei is getting ready for a Pokemon-filled weekend in late October. The online mobile game Pokemon Go will be holding a Safari Zone event from October 21st to October 23rd in Don Forest Park. Players will do more than just catching unique Pokemon at the event. That's right. This time around, several Pokemon-themed decorations will be set up around the city for Poke fans to 
take pictures with. The MRT's Dine Park station has been decked out to offer great photo ops. Snap a shot with a line of gigantic Pikachus, compare your height with the life-size Snorlax, or delight in the ditto-themed planters around the station. There are surprises to be discovered at 10 landmarks around the city, including Zhongshan Linear Park, Songshan Cultural and Creative Park, and the tea plantations of Mao Kong. Taiwan InnoTech Expo will soon arrive at Exhibition Hall 1 in Taipei World Trade Center. It will feature an area called Unlocking the Treasures of Technology, set up by the Ministry of Economic Affairs. Visitors can see new innovations from leading tech research groups like E-Tree Medical Technology and Device Research Laboratories. Overall, the area has 80 of the latest cutting-edge innovations. Unlocking the treasures of technology, this exhibition features special highlights on 14 development centres including ITRI and the Metal Industries R&D Centre, exhibiting 80 new innovations. We will arrange guided tours of the exhibition for 60 industrial organisations, small and medium enterprises and young startups, as well as some opportunities to meet and exchange with exhibitors. We will also host 20 or so technology forums and seminars to give people even more chances to network. Put a black clam into this imaging device, which can accurately screen whether the clam is alive, whether the shell is empty, or whether there is sand inside. This wafer-thin carbon fiberglass sheet can stand temperatures up to 400 degrees Celsius, making it suitable for high-level components for aeronautics, military uses and electric cars. It's entirely made in Taiwan and aims to upgrade Taiwanese industry through improved technology. The biggest unique quality of a composite thermogel is that when it's outside the body at room temperature, it's liquid. But when it's put inside the body, it solidifies at this fixed area. It doesn't flow around the place areas where they can be applied and the biggest markets include orthopedic rehabilitation as well as transporting some medicines. Taiwan's doctors and technologies are incredible, but we need to pick up the pace with our medical devices to integrate the systems, using software and hardware to strengthen the technologies. Our surgical support systems will be integrated with GPS, navigation technologies and mechanical arms to improve precise application during surgery. The MOEA Industrial Tech Department hopes to produce 1,200 technological advances every year with its tech projects. By inviting many other industry innovators, the whole tech field can enjoy a boost of inspiration. Foreign tourists are gradually returning to sightseeing spots around Taiwan after the border reopened to travelers on Thursday. With quarantines removed for all incoming travelers, Taiwanese people are also taking the opportunity to travel abroad. Some say COVID is still very much on their minds even when they're not, when they're on vacation and they're taking precautions such as wearing face masks even when it's not required. Doctors say COVID isn't over yet, with some countries in Europe seeing a rise in hospitalizations. They urge people traveling to affected areas to be fully vaccinated before setting off. Thank you. 
Korean tourists get off the bus. They've woken up bright and early on their second day in Taiwan to go to the north coast and see the Queen's Head, a rock formation in Yellow Geopark. The tour guide takes them into the park grounds. Though the weather isn't cooperating, these Korean visitors are thrilled to be visiting Taiwan. Their four-day itinerary includes many tourist hotspots such as Jiufen. Over in Thailand, Taiwan tourists get a taste of fresh shrimp at a popular restaurant. Others take their temperature and disinfect their hands before eating at a restaurant in their hotel. Staff wear face masks and signs in the lifts remind passengers to maintain social distancing. However, all these COVID measures are voluntary. You have to take the disinfectant with you and spray it everywhere. But I also think you should do as the locals do. Maybe we won't be wearing face masks all the time soon. We wouldn't really consider going to Europe. But here in Thailand, COVID is easing. Many Taiwanese are traveling abroad now that quarantines are lifted. A doctor in Taiwan, Jiang Guanyu, says travelers must still exercise caution, as COVID hospitalization rates in Western European countries such as the UK are up by 33 percent. Experts say the rise may also have to do with the change of seasons and people spending more time indoors. With new subvariants emerging, the doctor advises travelers to be fully vaccinated before going abroad to be protected against the disease. The Tourism Bureau estimates that about 230 foreign travel groups will visit Taiwan by the end of the month. It hopes to attract 700,000 travelers to Taiwan by year's end, with the goal of returning to pre-pandemic tourist levels in 2024. President Tsai Ing-wen on Friday met with the recipients of this year's 10 Outstanding Young Persons Awards. They include badminton players Wang Qiling and Li Yang, who won gold at the Tokyo Olympics, and performing artist Aaron Yan, who is a former member of Taiwanese boy band Fahrenheit. Tsai took the opportunity to ask the 10 winners to help endorse the constitutional referendum to lower the voting age from 20 to 18. The referendum will be held in conjunction with the local elections on November 26th. Meeting with the recipients of the 60th 10 Outstanding Young Persons Awards, President Tsai appeared even more cordial upon clapping eyes on Olympic gold medalist Wang Qilin. Let me tell you, your racket is still hanging on my office wall. Last year, Wang Qilin and Li Yang won the first Olympics gold medal for ball sports in our country's history at the Tokyo Olympics in Japan. Your wonderful performance was felt by the whole of Taiwan. Wang and his partner Li Yang won Taiwan's first Olympic gold medal in badminton, becoming the recipients of the 10 Outstanding Young Persons Award in the sports skills category. Meanwhile, performing artist Aaron Yen won in the category of culture and art. Because he had something going on, Mr Wu Gongling could not attend. Everyone seems to be unfamiliar with this name, but he has another name that everyone is more familiar with, Aaron Yen. Everyone can see his achievements in singing and theatre. In recent years, he has put all his efforts into charity and giving back to society, drawing everyone's admiration. The president also said she hoped the outstanding youths would be good examples for society.
We also hope that even more young people will care for society together and change society. Therefore, this year we are holding a referendum on a constitutional amendment to lower the voting age to 18. I would like all of you to help become spokespeople for this issue. President Tsai once again pushed for support for a referendum on a constitutional amendment to lower the voting age to 18 so that it will get enough votes on polling day to become law. Takming University of Science and Technology has revoked the master's degree it had conferred upon Taiwan People's Party lawmaker Tsai Biru. That's after a committee from the university determined that her master's thesis contained improper citations and violated academic ethics. On Friday, Tsai held a press conference where she asked the university to release details about its investigation procedures. She announced that she would submit a redress application. She said she would resign if she could be convinced that her thesis was indeed flawed. Let's hear what she said. I am extremely confident in my thesis, to be honest. I felt extremely wronged when I received the email yesterday. I want to know where the problems lie. If my thesis is indeed flawed and is unacceptable, I am willing to shoulder any political responsibility. I will leave my position as lawmaker. Tsai Biru was found to have plagiarized her thesis, and the university stripped her of her master's degree. I only ask that she follow Lin Zhijian's example and resign as a lawmaker before trying to clear up her name. Tech Ming Tech determined that Tsai's thesis contained nine sections that failed to cite the original source, saying that Tsai had intended to pass off the ideas and findings of others as her own. The uncited materials included a study by the Research Development and Evaluation Commission, articles from Commonwealth Magazine and Business Today, and even a 2018 Facebook post by Taipei City Councilor Jian Shu Pei.